Hello and welcome to You Know What Sis. This is the podcast where I openly discuss taboo topics and generally complain about society as a whole, all while slowly and somewhat dreadfully becoming a young adult. Episode one. Jazz hands. I'm super excited. I know personally this is gonna be a very kind of over the place episode because it is the first episode, and I know I'm gonna have a hard time editing it because I don't like the sound of my own voice. And personally, if you don't like the sound of my own voice, I generally don't care because this is my show. Anyway, so the topic for today's episode will be depression. We're getting right into that. And not just depression in general, but it's going to be depression among African Americans, sort of speak. So to start the uh, episode off, first I want to give a general definition of what is depression. So depression is a mental health disorder uh, mainly characterized by persistently depressed moods or loss of interest in activities causing significant impairment in daily life. Um, Sadly, it is very common. Um, There are reported 3 million cases in the U.S. per year. So I don't know what that ratio is. So I would probably say one out of three people in your neighborhood may be depressed. I know that ratio is probably like super off. But what makes it sad is that African-American teens or young adults are 20% more likely to be depressed than our general population or Caucasian counterparts. Sadly, I didn't want to say counterparts, but and it's kind of just a sad situation because half of this depression can come to the neighborhoods you lived in or the people you surround yourself with. And I can't say that you can, you know, prevent some of these things sometimes you just can't prevent where you come from or grew up in or the environment that your parents put yourself in but what you can do is surround yourself with good positive energy and it's actually said that African Americans that come from violent neighborhoods and violent homes are more likely by 25 percent 25 to develop PTSD now if you don't want PTSD is it's basically kind of like a a general it's like a I think it's called post-traumatic something but it's basically you're anxious all the time and you kind of get really really jumpy we're not going to get really into it but because we're here about depression so I feel like though the aspects of depression you know there are general signs so let's say I have a friend and this friend likes swimming And all of a sudden, this friend doesn't want to go swimming anymore. So that's kind of weird to me, but, you know, you never really think nothing about it. Until you ask the friend, like, hey, why do you swim anymore? And she probably says something like, I'm just not feeling it today. And then she keeps repeating that she's not feeling it today for a week. And then it turns into three months. And then it turns into a year. And now it's just kind of like, okay, something is really wrong here, but I am not so keen on the subject that I don't know what to pinpoint. So sometimes a person who is generally depressed, you won't even know that they're depressed until 
they real deal sit down and have a talk with themselves in the mirror and they're saying, you know what, I'm not really feeling it. I'm not feeling myself. I'm not feeling how I felt a month ago or a year ago. And I really want to know what's going on. Until they do that, I generally feel like they will not know that they are depressed. Even if um, you have doctors and therapists tell them that, hey, you're depressed. They're not going to feel as though they're depressed, even though they know that something is, something is wrong. Until they tell themselves that they are depressed, they generally won't even know. <clears throat> so... Now, depression nowadays, I feel like it's just so, it's not as a taboo topic as what depression would have been probably back in the 2000, early 2010s. And I can now say early 2010s because it is 2020. But depression now is not really a taboo topic. There are more people talking about depression. But here's the problem with that. Depression and the depression state of mind or the, how can I say, aesthetic of depression is now kind of becoming more of like a flex and this is a show I watch and it's called Grownish and they really dive deep into um the social media aspects of depression and who's really faking depression and who's really actually depressed it's season two I believe episode three if you could watch it it is a really good show but it dived more deep into social media aspects of depression so with correlation with depression and social media nowadays it kind of goes hand in hand because if you think about it we live our life on social media and social media is just one of the biggest part of who we are as people or young adults or teenagers in today's society that's where we get our news that's where we get our latest updates on our friends that's where we get our weather that's where we get our progress reports that's where i get my paperwork done that's where everything is that's how you connect to people that's how you talk to people that's how you leave a message that's how you send a a goddamn postcard okay like social media is just the way to market now and the problem with that is now that you can see a little bit into everyone's life Everyone now wants to put the best side of their life, you know? They want to put, you know, the good times and the happy times. And, you know, I got a plane ticket to Moscow and now I'm going to fly to Russia and Europe. And I'm just living the best happy life. And now you're sitting here and you're scrolling through that phone like, damn, I want to be in Moscow. I want to fly to Dubai. I want to, you know, be in Atlanta. You know, it's boring down here. I want to move to such and such and such and such. Now you want to follow and chase after a dream someone else has put in front of you through a picture, which you do not know how they got through to that um, place. You don't know what they probably sold to get there. You don't even know what job they have. You're just looking at the image and thinking, you know what? My life is not as great as that person. My life is so sucky. I just can't, I just can't deal with it. And I just really, really want to prove to people that I have a better life than them. And that is kind of getting in the mindset of everybody nowadays. I'm kind of sad to say this because I have gone to the point where I'm looking through Instagram pages and Instagram pages. And I'm like, damn, 
I want to look like that. I, I, I want to buy like her. Why can't I be taller? Why can't I be this? Why can't I be skinnier? Why can't my thighs have that little perfect check? Why my thighs got to be shaped like chicken legs, you know, really skinny at the bottom and like fat at the top. Like now I'm thinking to myself and now I'm reflecting at myself and I'm like, I don't have that. And it puts a damper on the mood that you currently have for yourself. So I want to take it back. So when we were younger and I'm talking about people who were grew, like grew up around the 2000s 1990s we didn't really care about what we looked like when we was younger we just cared about hey you gonna give me a crayon or you know I'm not gonna end up finished coloring this book to get you know my a partition patient for the grade we didn't care we didn't have no phones to uh see what Sasha's doing on the weekend like we had none of that like my first phone I got when I think I was in fourth grade and it was a little little flip phone um I forgot the name of it and it it was like one of those phones where you flip to the side and had the little buttons I don't I don't specifically know the name but that's all I had and the only thing I used to do on that phone I had one number in that phone and it was my mom's it was my mom's number and I used to pay I used to play Pac-Man on that phone like all the time but that was my entertainment I didn't really care about my body until I got in like middle school because and then on top of that middle school is just the prime you know time of your life where you're kind of just thinking about everything so going through middle school I personally was bullied and we're not going to get too much into that I might say that for a whole nother episode but I used to think about my body image a lot when I was in school. And when I was in middle school, I did gymnastics. So I was a very buff um, girl. I would have people call me like, you have, you're built like a man. You, you're not, you're too short. It was just a lot of things that made me self-reflect. And it, and it just made me not want to be there and not want to even see the one friend I did have back in middle school. And it just took a toll on my self-confidence and that carried me all the way into high school which I am in now and I'm still struggling with my own self-esteem and my own confidence and it's something that I work on every day and I do have setbacks and most of my setbacks come from when I get on social media so I could be having a very good day and I could just probably be doing nothing on my day. I could just be sitting down and watching Netflix and, you know, just chilling, just having a grand old time being me. Then I would open my phone, probably see a post that Kylie Jenner just launched a new makeup line that sold out and she made like five million dollars in like 50 minutes. Who knows? And I'm just looking at myself. I'm like, dang, these people have life so good why can't I have life that good why can't I you know live in Calabasas with Jeffree Star and all these other big celebrities why can't I look like that why can't I why can't that be my life and that sets me back and it really just doesn't make a good feeling in my impression and when it comes to social media influences and you know, influencers. Um, with when it comes to depression, I feel like depression has became kind of like an aesthetic to some social media influencers and to some artists. So the artist that I'm going to, you know, 
use as examples no offense to these artists if you like these artists there's no offense um I'm not disrespecting their craft they make good money they make more money than me so we're not gonna even talk about that but I feel like the first rapper these and also these are just what I personally got off of you know listening to like a few of their songs or so so the first person I want to bring up is Little Uzi Vert. So Little Uzi Vert came back out, I think he came out around 2015, 2016, correct me if I'm wrong, but he just had that aesthetic where it's, you know, the tattoos and the bullring piercings and him talking about him want to die and he just needs the zany to make him feel better. And it's just like, it was just an aesthetic that was like, you know what, it was just saying, I'm sad, so I'm going to pop this pill and it'll make me feel better. So you should pop this pill and it'll make you feel better. And I personally don't get that aesthetic from him now. I feel like now he's kind of just calmed down a little bit. I haven't personally listened to any of his newer music. I just remembered when, um, Dan can't even remember the song, but I just remember when the one song had came out that everyone was on. He just kind of just came off that aesthetic but he was a very light toned when it he he really he really got dark like midway in his career though he really really got dark with the whole satan thing and it it just was a lot it was a lot of aesthetics and it kind of pushed this dynamic of i'm sad i'm going to display it to the world and it's okay if you're sad too let's take molly together like it's just not it it's just not the best influence is difference between you know the music and listening music for the enjoyment and actually taking what is said seriously and a lot of people take what is said seriously and they create their own persona of what they think is good or what they think is popping or such and such so the next rapper is um I'm gonna talk about before I talk about the final two is I just discovered him this morning actually it was a guy by name Little Skies, Little Skies, and he was just—it was just this one song, and he was just talking about writing his own death note and how this girl messed him over, and now he's never gonna be happy again. It was just not—it's just not something that you would want to listen to, especially when you're feeling that you are writing your own death note. You know, if you feel that as though you are in the low point of your life why would you sit here and listen to you know some rapper or some influencer talk about how they are also so ready to die and so ready to you know pop these perks and mollies and whatever to make them feel better like it's just it's just not it's just not for me the music is fly and i ain't even finna care the music the music do be you know they be getting a little hooks in but in general it's just not something that I would personally myself associate as a real life dynamic. Like it's a it's a fucking persona. Like some of these guys aren't even doing it because they actually feel that way. It's a goddamn persona that is just now just it just made them popular. So the next two that I actually do feel like we're generally depressed as artists, and I want to say rest in peace to both these artists, it is Existentation and Juice World. I feel like these were artists who were generally like depressed, like generally upset with their life. Now Juice World, 
I think he. I don't even think he's dead, but we're not gonna get into that. That's just my personal opinion. I think he pulled a Tupac, even though Tupac is dead. But rest in peace to both of these. But those were examples of kind of real depression. And even though they loved their fans, they loved what they did. You can kind of see after they got off stage that they were kind of over it. They were tired and. It was just so sad to see them go in such a young age. And then they left behind the music of them talking about why, what made them upset and how they cope with, you know, that emotion. And it's so funny just looking back at it. It's just hard to, it's just hard to just speak on it. And I also found that Excess and Tasha kind of related to me when it came to my form of depression I'm like he came out with the song kind of like I'm sad and I'm like I'm sad so I'm gonna play the song while I'm sad and it just kind of connected with like a lot of people and it's just amazing how much people it connected with because it kind of shows to you how many people are feeling the same way that you are feeling at this present moment Okay, it is time for the segment that I like to call break time where we just break away from the original topic that we were that was probably kind of depressing or kind of stupid and just joke around for like a cool few minutes. And this is a time where either it would be me answering questions or joking around with a couple of my friends, which I do have a friend in front of me, Ashanti. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, <laughs> I'm light skinned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're light skin so we're just gonna sit here and we're just gonna talk and we're gonna chill for a minute can we first talk about that donald trump is finally impeached <sighs> <laughs> i thought this day would never come oh no but like for real though because if you think about it donald trump has been here basically damn near all of our high school because he well he was elected in 2016 in the eighth grade um i grabbed <laughs> i promised i grabbed a whole bunch of tissue Tissue. And we had to go play at the playground. I wrapped it around. And I was like, oh my God, don't trust the president. <laughs> she said, oh my God. I, I jumped. It didn't work out because I'm still here, apparently. You jumped? I jumped. What the way out the month? What? Out for what? I was trying to commit a few things. You know how everybody was in the point where they wished someone would just take the bait and just go on ahead and just assassinate him like take that jail time fun like <laughs> boom what he did. okay so what i really want to talk about in this break time um it was brought up to me via instagram live which if you don't have my instagram you should really follow me it's brie underscore tashant i mean literally my, you should spell it because it's it's literally my hostess name <laughs> oh, oh <never> <laughs> like brianna tashant just take out the anna and brie underscore tashant <laughs> anyway not the point so I was on Instagram live with a fellow friend, Chris, shout out to you. Um, but I'm not gonna say the original person that um, gave it to me, you know, for privacy reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the question, can you be friends with the hoe? <laughs> yeah, you can actually, because it's like, bro, have you ever been friends with a fuck nigga? And it's just like, damn, you really ain't shit. Like, that's cool. 
<laughs> no, because like no. Okay, so apparently his homeboys was like all up on him. They were talking about, oh, why are you friends with her? She just a hoe. But I don't feel like what does I you mean, do and does she have anything to do with like yeah, like your friendship? Because at the end of the day, if you could sit here and listen to me complain about my problems, you know, give me a hug because that's all I want as a friend. Like I don't care what you open your legs up to. And then we gotta also take into account well, what is a hoe? Like in your in your defense, like. In your aspect, what is a hoe? Because to me, a hoe is... I mean, I really didn't call nobody a hoe. You, I had to really be mad at you to call you a hoe. But, like, yeah. what you do... Like, do we call porn stars hoes? Yeah, we do. Who? I never called a porn star a hoe. I've never, but I hear it. Like, Who? Like, a porn star is a hoe. But that's, yeah. that's their job. Yeah, but, like... They, they, they do be doing some stuff, though. Like... But you gotta think about it. Like that's like a job. It's like a TV. Even though they're terrible actors, they're terrible actors. They you have you have to think about. It. There's somebody behind that camera telling me, like, okay, this scene you're gonna, <laughs> this scene you should go hang from the rail. And she gonna go upside down. Like it's just like it, everybody's like different when it comes to like who's a hoe. So to me, yeah. a hoe is like a person who. Who she's free by section, but she doesn't care. Like she doesn't protect herself, and she doesn't get herself tested, and she just like kind of willy nilly. Cause there's a difference between being like a free body and then just throwing it around. So like a free body would be like a person like, okay, you knew this person and you had sexual desires, and you just go ahead and um, hatch your sexual desires and kick them out the door, you know, real nigga shit. But at the end of the day, you were smart when you did it, and you wasn't just a random guy off the street named yes. Bubba, but... Bubba, why Bubba? <laughs> I don't know. Bubba, Bubba just sound like just a random guy off the street, though. So, with, with that whole subject matter, I don't feel like it has nothing to do with who, how many people you fuck. It's kind of like how you did it. And, like, what yeah. was your... What was your... I guess... What was your... How you say it? I feel like intentions afterwards. Yeah. Like I feel like it's when you just you pretty much fucking around with everybody. You're for everybody. You you don't hashtag care cash doll. That's not what you did though. What? <laughs> he was like you for everybody. <laughs> you don't really care who you're doing it with. You have no self respect. Like you. You don't really care about your image and like you don't protect it, you don't do anything. You're just there. But see here's the thing. Let's 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 flip the let's flip uh the script real quick. Let's talk about the guys. So like you I call niggas hoes too. I do too, but in a way, it's like to to them, because you know the word hoe kinda derives from the male standpoint to you know good rate women. Cause if you think about it, if you go back, when was the word hoe really popular? So you have to think back probably like I'll go back to the sixties. Sixties was more like a oh look at her, she's a little she's a little panty stiller, she's a little she's a little whore, she's a little (laughs) slanger, and then I guess hoe came really popular in the 70s no not 70 i would say 90s because they were like who daddy <laughs> and then it was like i don't know oh my god she's showing her less a little slut back at you no. you're you <laughs> a little slut oh yeah, i hate that word what slut bucket yes yeah, slut bucket like don't say that it's just so ugly yeah, it, 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 it's so funny you. looking at it back at like old like comedy like you know like 1920s comedy with the women always showing the ankles all the guys are like oh yeah. like, <laughs> like get on board i'd be like oh no <laughs> that's not it because i just never understood the appeal because you know like okay with dress codes mm-hmm. you know they say you can't have that shoulder that shoulder yeah. is scandalous <laughs> like crop tops Oh, crop tops. That's big. Because, you know, crop tops are now, like, 
really big among men now. I well, white tops. well white men. Mm. I love crop tops. I wear them all the time. I don't I don't feel like it's anything wrong with them, but my mother is very skeptical. But it. but see, crop tops only show a belly button. A belly button that was there to feed you. <laughs> like it's a belly button. And plus, do you think about it? Are belly buttons scars? Like, are they just birth scars, kinda? Cause they're basically just cut off and healed up, and they're just right there. They don't really have any purpose. I don't know. Brilliant. If you have noticed this this section of the the episode, this part, Man, it has real, no structure. We're just talking. I got real glitter on my stomach. Yes, I know. I put it there. No, <laughs> like, I just looked at my stomach now. Would you like your stomach now? Cause it's all glittery and stuff. Yes. Oh, this girl feel like a real it. stripper. <laughs> Sugar Plum. Wait, would your name really be Sugar Plum if you were a stripper, though? No. I don't know what it would be. I know what mine would be. Mystery. Because y'all ass would never see me on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) I would always be in the back room. (laughs) I'd be on somebody's table. (laughs) I ain't finna go to the um, stage, though. The main stage? Mm. I feel like, yo, what it (laughs) Someone was talking to me yesterday. I cannot remember who it was, but they was like, they go to the strip club and they throw quarters. I forgot who that was, bro. It was, it was like, them quarters gonna hurt, but, you know, what if you do it? I swear to God, even the brokers in the club, they gonna look at you. I've never thought about quarters. Throwing quarters in the club, they gonna hurt. I would they, them and be immature as hell. <laughs> Let my enemy be there. Let your enemy. Why would you be in a strip club with your enemy? No, my enemy dancing. Oh, girl, I'm gonna dance a slingshot. Be like, bitch, that's what you get for doing this when I was two. (laughs) When you was two. Oh my god. No, (laughs) not for real though. Can we? Okay, can we just take a moment and just reminisce about we we've been through a decade, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it don't people, feel like it yet, though. It is. Honestly, it's like people. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't. Like, people just like, oh my God, I'm going to do this in 2020. Like, I'm going to cut off all my old friends. Man, you should have been cut them off. <laughs> like, <laughs> you had you so had many years. 2020 to do that, and you still not going to cut them off. I guess because we never expected 2020 to look like this. You know, back, you know, in the day, we like. Dang, what's the movie called? Back to the Future. That was like in 2015. You're gonna have like hoverboards <laughs> and flying cars and stuff. So you're thinking like, and plus 2020 by itself sounds so futuristic. Yes. You would think we'll be having like self-driving cars. Well, eliminate the Tesla because not everybody can afford the Tesla. But yes. at this point, you would think we'll have car- cars that be hovering and you know like holograms and stuff. You talking about the Tesla Cybertruck or just the Tesla the by itself? It's so the Cybertruck like is it. it's ugly. It it's built like a minecraft brick like it's built like that and it's so funny on my way to the bank today i saw a tesla a what a karuma of gta you never saw those before the armored cars um you talking about the one that you get if you break into the military base yeah those Mm. i don't like i don't like like the karuma i actually like karuma even though there's a blind spot when you're trying to shoot somebody but even real cars No, I'm talking about <laughs> playing a game. Like when somebody on side you're trying to shoot and you can't shoot them back because it's, I don't know. You uh, it's not there anymore. Yeah. But uh, well, I actually saw a Tesla on my way to the bank and I was like, I looked at it and I was like, you got real money. <laughs> hey, let me try to go with you. What's like, your name? You 
got real money. But it was a Tesla Model S, I think. Not X. But it was. I saw one X. I saw one X. Other ones I've seen were like the smaller ones, the S or something. What are they called? Are they called S's? I don't know. I have a question. Wait a minute. A what hap- What happens if you're like doing a road trip in a Tesla and, you know, you're running low on battery, but the only thing you're using is a gas station? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't do nothing about it. No, like for real, I've always thought about that. I'm like, okay, electrical cars are really cool. So like the BMW i8 runs off electric and gas. So it's like the gas is used for emergency. You can go an extra thirty miles in gas. But I thought it was very innovative. But you know, Tesla's like gas. We ain't never gonna <laughs> use gas. We'll use water instead. We use gas. Ima- oh, imagine if we had a water car, bro. Bro, that would be cool as hell. But then I feel like the earth will go into a drought. Mm. If everybody used to, yeah. But. Mm. but see, the economy already markets off water and you need water to live. And they're like, two dollars. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's just... I don't, I don't like the Tesla. <laughs> it made me mad every single time I see it. Like, <laughs> every time I see it, but it's just like get the fuck off my screen. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I'm about to, like anytime I see that, I'm like, you know what? Don't post that again. I'm about to. But it's just you. crazy because Tesla is gonna keep coming out with cars, and their older cars are gonna get cheaper, and then people are gonna drive Teslas, and now everybody's gonna be electric, and everyone's gonna be a robot. <sighs> but in <laughs> in. You know, they're going to charge for solar panel cars. 50 cents a power. <laughs> a power. <laughs> a power. But thank you for joining me on break time. I really appreciate it. Thou are welcome. Thou are welcome. Okay. <laughs> well, you can get up out of my office. And this has been your break time to the lose. Well, I don't know why I'm saying bye. We're going to continue. She kicking me out? Yes, I'm kicking I you. I can't believe this. <laughs> Okay, so now that break time is over, let's get back on topic. So now we're going to talk about the um, coping mechanisms or, you know, ways to deal with depression. And in all disclaimers, I am not a doctor. I am not a psychiatrist and I am not a therapist. These are just personal things that I kind of saw and picked up over the years that I feel as though helps with depression. So the first thing I would say that helps with depression is recognizing that you are depressed. So just sitting there and just, you know, admitting to yourself and taking the time out to look at yourself in the mirror and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, you like doing these things, but now you don't. You 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 like these people and now you don't. You don't want to talk anymore. And once you recognize that you found that, you know, space, you can finally deal with it. Because you cannot solve a problem that hasn't even been put out there. It's like a math problem. How are you going to solve a math problem with no numbers? So once you recognize that you have found that problem, you can now address it. So the first way is I would personally address it is just start talking. Just start talking to yourself. Talk to friends. I wouldn't suggest talking to parents because parents usually um, make the situation super overdramatic and it makes it more chaotic when they over dramatic put it in you know things it didn't even need to be and it makes it causes just 
more and more stress and anxiety. So talking to a friend is a little bit better. And maybe you can just get in a room and talk to yourself or record yourself talking and just listen it back. It's just so much you can do with just communication. Just like human communication helps so much. And not only that, find some hobbies or take part in the hobbies that you did previous to you falling in that depression state or clean the house. Just do something to get your mind off of it. Take your phone, lock it away for at least 30 minutes to an hour and just basically disconnect from the real world. Because what we fail to realize is that the real world is so chaotic And it's so much happening and it seems like nowadays these years are going by faster and faster and faster and now it's more like you wake up, you do this, you go home, you sleep. You wake up, you do this, you go home, you sleep. And it's it's a lot. It's a lot at some point and it gets tiring and a lot of people don't know when to shut off that brain and just take that moment to, you know, disconnect with society for a little bit just to, you know, rewire the brain a little bit. And once you get back into society, you won't be as chaotic. You'll be a little bit more calm. You know, um, the world is still going to be super chaotic. It's still going to be people out here running like chickens with their hair cut off. Like, But you will have that time to recuperate and figure out, okay, now I've calmed myself down. What was it that I needed to do? And you know what, sis? Depression sucks, and I hope at least most of us don't encounter depression, but when we do, it is a terrible low, and it will take some time to get out. It may take months. Sadly, it may take years to get out of depression, but when we do get out of depression, it will feel amazing. Um, I'm just... It's just such a good feeling to know when you're happy. I'm Brianna Tashan, and this has been You Know What, Sis.